Welcome to the Eva India Insights Podcast. I'm Taranam, your host for today. In our latest episode of the Generative AI Unplugged series, we'll explore the timely topic of trust in generative AI, particularly in the financial services industry. While generative AI holds tremendous potential, it is also cautioned by the risks and limitations associated with this technology. Concerns have been raised related to what might occur from the improper use of these technologies or absence of adequate guide rails. To facilitate our discussion further, we have with us Subramaniam Aurangati and Karthik Shinde. Subramaniam is financial services risk quant leader at EY India. With 17 years of rich experience, he leads capital markets modeling, regulatory transformation and automation. Karthik Shinde is EY India cybersecurity consulting partner who brings with him over 20 years of industry experience and is a leading voice for cyber in the financial services segment. He helps banks and financial institutions devise and implement successful InfoSec strategies and mitigate risks. Thank you, Subhu and Karthik, for joining us in this episode. Thanks a lot, Tarana. Okay, great. Uh, so starting off with you, Subhu, if we were to specifically look at the financial services industry, AI adoption was initially concentrated to low-risk areas like marketing and HR, but is now increasingly transitioning to more strategic levels. In this landscape, what use cases do you anticipate emerging that would define the industry's evolving approach to Gen AI adoption? Yeah, um, so indeed, it, uh, if, I, if I look at it uh, at an overall perspective, it is not just dipping toes. We are uh, diving very deep into the strategic waters of the generative AI. Um, in case of financial services, we are seeing generative AI usage from the new product development to competitor analysis to customer segmentation. The financial world has become truly digital and is kind of kind of coming up with a lot of generative AI use cases. Behind the scenes, if I look at it from the risk perspective, fraud detection, compliance are becoming smarter. Real-time alerts, anomaly recognition, early warning signals, etc., are keeping the financial world secure and compliant. Um, from the automation perspective, in the back office side, Generative AI streamlines the processes, handles contracts, and ensures compliance. So it's not just about reducing risks anymore. It is about optimizing efficiency and performance. And obviously, then there is this magic of automated document generation from letters to legal documents. AI actually takes out the manual efforts out of the equation, reducing errors and streamlining processes. Gen AI driven analytics dive into the customer behavior, preferences and transactions. So in this sense, the dynamic set of strategic use cases are completely redefining the financial landscape. Sure. So when navigating the intricate terrain of deploying these advanced systems, of course, challenges become paramount. Uh, how do these concerns impact the trustworthiness of Gen AI applications, especially within sensitive sectors like banking? Yeah, the banking sector, I think, uh, historically is known for its traditional tra tradition of stability. And um, um, if now, now if I'm looking back, it is kind of facing a seismic shift in the arrival due to the arrival of this Gen AI. While AI and machine learning have already woven themselves into the fabric of banking, from fraud detection to personalized recommendations, obviously Gen AI is promising a whole new level of power and potential. But as they say, uh, with great power comes great responsibility. The question looms large. Can we trust Gen AI in the sensitive domain of finance? 
the traditional AI and ML models themselves, which were built long, long time back, are already riddled with a lot of their own risks, like the data privacy um, that concerns a uh, danger across every corner with the specter of obviously the bias and the fairness risks that are there. Uh, now we are adding the layer of Gen AI. These risks are actually going to the next level. It is a black box nature which, which uh, where we interact with the prompts instead of deciphering the underlying logic obviously makes it a very, very slippery slope. It is very difficult to test, evaluate or validate a vendor supplied Gen AI model. This opacity again breeds a lot of operational risks and business continuity nightmares, leaving us precariously dependent on external vendors for the very models that power our financial systems. Obviously, here uh, the shadows will deepen further because Gen AI can be manipulated to generate deep fakes and uh, fake news in the financial market. Its vulnerability in the adversarial attacks makes it susceptible to hackers, bad actors who steal models, who manipulate outputs, who inject harmful uh, prompts into this thing. So obviously, to uh, mitigation of all these things is extremely important. And regulatory compliance to upcoming regulations globally pose another major challenge to Gen AI adoption. When, uh, apart from all the risks that we talk about, another major risk that is coming through is from the sheer volume of the data and the complexity of the data that uh, a lot of the organizations need to deal with. Training these foundational models in-house present its own set of challenges, forcing us to confront the ethical tightrope of the data privacy and the copyright in a completely new way. And obviously, let's not forget the potential for malicious actors to exploit Gen AI prompt-based nature, extracting sensitive training data, and also wrecking havoc on our financial systems. Remember, Trust is the bedrock of any financial institution. With Gen AI, we have the opportunity to build a secure, ethical, and trustworthy banking. But the future we must all hold together. Brick by brick, we need to construct it in such a way that Gen AI actually serves the humanity and not the other way around. Sure. So what you're essentially saying is that financial services institutions need to lay the groundwork for responsible um, activation when adopting Gen AI. Uh, now, Karthik, uh, I'd like to understand from you that the term responsible AI now embodies a commitment to ethical, transparent, and fair AI practices. How do you uh, see the notions of trust in Gen AI and responsible AI intertwine? Thanks, Arunum. So, actually, trust AI and responsible AI are usually used interchangeably. Uh, the concept of responsible AI emerged as a direct response to some of the rapid advancements and increasing societal impact of artificial intelligence technologies. While AI holds immense potential for a positive change, concerns around its potential for bias, discrimination, and unintended consequences started arising alongside its widespread adoption. So as Gen AI poses some novel risks in addition to the traditional risk associated with AI ML models, trust in Gen AI becomes absolutely important. Uh, in short, uh, trust in Gen AI is about ensuring that AI systems are reliable, safe, and is functioning as intended and involves managing new risks, including the ones that we've seen in some of the recent models, hallucination, toxic contents, cyber risks, and risks related to data privacy, 
legal compliance, performance, bias, intellectual property risks, and so on and so forth. Overall, uh, trust in Gen AI is based on the following principles, and I'll highlight a few. Uh, first one is about ensuring justice and equity by addressing biases in Gen AI algorithms and data through diverse data collection. The second is prioritizing privacy and security with robust measures like data anonymization, encryption, and secure access control across the ecosystem. The third would be around focusing on trust and accuracy with transparency explainability and regular testing to uphold accountability of the models. The fourth one would be around commitment to legal and compliance adherence, including data protection laws, intellectual property regulations, customer protection acts, AI acts like the EU AI act that was recently released, and so on and so forth. Number five is about uh, human control, absolutely essentials with humans in the loop for oversight, feedback, and accountability. And the sixth and the last one would be around embracing sustainability by minimizing environmental impact, optimizing energy consumption, and promoting efficient computing practices for a reduced carbon footprint. Additionally, uh, specific considerations and practices related to AI governance contribute to cultivating confidence, ensuring ethical usage, and fostering accountability in deployment of generative AI technologies, particularly within the banking and the financial services sector across industries. Uh, thank you for those insights, Karthik. Now, uh, regulators both at the country and sector levels have laid out guiding principles to shape the future regulations. Uh, Sipu, what's your perspective on the evolving regulatory landscape in India, and how do you see the current state of regulations and what trends might emerge uh, in this evolution? Uh, yeah, in the realm of AI regulation, obviously Gen AI isn't explicitly targeted, uh, yet regulations are broadly applicable. Uh, so these regulations are there uh, way back from 2016 onwards. Uh, obviously, now they have to be enhanced towards Gen AI framework as well. And the primary goals of these regulations are obviously to foster innovation and still align with the societal expectations. So to encourage innovation, regulators like the EU uh, have come up with the AI Act. They categorize use cases based on the potential risks, higher the risks, then stricter the rules around that. Notably, uh, regulations such as the Artificial Intelligence and Data, Can uh, Data Act that is released in Canada don't, re don't restrict open source AI algorithm development with any regulation. And uh, to meet the societal expectation, the human-centric approach prevails. So European regulator emphasizes very clearly citizens' fundamental rights, while Canadian counterparts focus on securing AI systems to build trust. Whether you're talking about the US executive order or the guiding principles, the common thread is fair and safe AI development. Essentially, trusted AI principles or responsible AI principles that we discussed previously are all designed specifically to meet these expectations only. In coming back to our home turf, India uh, has passed the Digital Personal Data Protection Act in 2023, which has its hands on data protection, privacy, and consumer protection as an outcome of AI. India is also collaborating worldwide in terms of the policy making by being part of the global partnership on artificial intelligence, what we call as a GPEI. 
and coming back at a global level, regulators across the board have recognized the need to govern the use cases rather than just the technology itself. So initial sector agnostic principles pave the way for later sector specific regulations. So additionally, jurisdictions integrate AI rulemaking into broader digital policy priorities like cybersecurity, data privacy and intellectual property protection. These are all led by the comprehensive approach across all the regulations. Sure. So uh, moving on, uh, Karthik, considering that Gen AI systems are trained on large data sets, what specific types of data privacy, cybersecurity and IP related risks uh, are likely to emerge? Given these concerns, how important do you think is robust data governance and control? So Tarunam, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the issue of data privacy, copyright, IP issues, unauthorized data access and exposure of sensitive information all of these become material in the context of Gen AI systems. We are dealing with systems that are trained and fine-tuned on massive data sets, making these potential risk areas truly significant. In a world where data breaches are becoming more common, the challenges in providing appropriate data and technology governance measures and ensuring robust control systems are indeed uh, paramount. Now, if we look at privacy and legal risks, uh, compliance with all relevant data protection laws, regulations, guidelines is a non-negotiable. Uh, it may range from you know, complying to the previously released general data protection guidelines across the EU and the recently you know, at home, the, the, the bill around digital data protection. Uh, these laws have specific regulations and uh, areas surrounding data consent, data subject rights, data transfer, disclosure practices, and so on. When discussing the protection of privacy and mitigating legal risks for Gen AI systems, data and functioning whitelisting essentially refers to the process of pre-approving certain elements to ensure safer, more controlled access and operations. Further, uh, the deployment of Gen AI systems introduces additional risks, including those relating to vendors who may provide services around the same. Gen AI systems could be more vulnerable to adversarial attacks, thereby emphasizing the importance of performing due diligence on vendors from a cybersecurity standpoint, scrutinizing their policies, practices, and history related to data securities of utmost importance. In terms of cybersecurity um, and actually providing an oversight, it's essential to engage in active and continuous monitoring of the systems to detect any usual unusual activity or potential threats. Similarly, educating all stakeholders on cybersecurity risks and embedding a culture of data ethics within the organization is another effective mitigation strategy. Now, generative AI uh, systems or uh, you know, mechanisms that organizations will put in place implement due to their advanced functionalities and data dependencies, uh, they, are, they would become an attractive target for a cyber adversarial attack, right? I mean, we've seen uh, instances of some of these models uh, going undergoing a poisoning attack uh, the LLM poisoning attacks, 
different kind of evasion attacks where you've heard um, you know the likes of chat GPT uh, being able to to give out solutions on the malicious side of uh, the world where people used it to to gain unfair advantage uh, you know uh, in conducting some of the cybersecurity attacks vendor risk um, in one hand can be managed by a meticulous selection of processes a selection process that prioritize vendors with a solid security practices and a proven record in handling security issues but in a sense while there are undeniable risks inherent in the use of deployment of GenAI systems. If managed correctly and proactively, these risks can be mitigated, leading to a reliable and trustworthy deployment of such cutting-edge te AI technology. Oh, thanks for touching upon that in such detail, Karthik. Uh, now, before we wrap this episode, we'd like to understand from uh, you and Savon how you foresee the future of GenAI. Uh, what new developments do you see in the space in the next one to two years, especially in the financial services industry? Saranam, I think, see, if we look at the generative AI and its advancements in this dynamic landscape of Gen AI, uh, obviously the future holds exciting possibilities. We anticipate very significant advancements in the modeling capabilities, shaping more realistic and contextually relevant outputs. So the evolution will not just be defined to traditional finance domains, but it will be integrated across diverse disciplines, fostering interdisciplinary collaborations and sparkling more and more innovation. But at the back of it, ethics will have to continue to play a pivotal role in shaping the future of Gen AI, especially in the areas of finance and banking, where customer data holds immense value. So with a heightened focus on responsible AI practices, we anticipate efforts to address biases, ensure fairnesses, and enhance transparency. These considerations are very crucial for building trust in the deployment of Gen AI systems. Now let's talk efficiency. Picture this out. Breakthrough in training techniques leading to faster and more accessible Gen AI models and will be more accessible across industries. This will make the models more practical and also more widely adopted. So personalization is another key theme. The future will likely see generative AI becoming more and more tailored to individual preferences, offering a more personalized user experience. Again, a notable trend in finance is the evolution of human AI collaboration models, where Gen AI systems will work seamlessly with financial experts, users to augment creativity and also the content generation. For instance, imagine a financial analyst uh, collaborating with a Gen AI system to generate diverse financial scenarios, providing valuable insights for decision making. Karthik, any thoughts from your side? Yeah, I mean, if I look at purely from a cybersecurity perspective, and I and I always see all the good things how 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 they can uh, you know turn malicious. But um, if if we while on the topic of generative AI, I mean, you know, AGI is becoming a reality, and all the uh, attacks that we talked about previously in something similar to, you know, the poisoning attacks, um, you know, that if if it's a possibility, then, you know, AGI would become a multifold uh, risk factor if if that becomes a, a, a reality. And if someone is able to uh, poison the models, then uh, then the future is far more bleak in that sense. Um, but that's where cybersecurity comes in, right? And some of the points that we discussed around controls, 
uh, around the models itself, around the vendor ecosystem, uh, around the cloud ecosystem, if you're using a cloud-based model, uh, all the traditional cybersecurity controls, all of them will apply uh, into this future technology. Uh, and 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 there's more to come ahead, but, but I think if we just stick to the applying the basic hygiene practices of cybersecurity, uh, I think, you know, things will start to fall in place. On that note, we come to the end of this episode. Thank you to all our listeners for joining us in this insightful discussion. Stay tuned for our next podcast. And until then, if you would like us to cover any specific topic, please feel free to share it with us on our website or markets.eyindia at the rate in.ey.com. From all of us at EY India, thank you for tuning in. Mm-hmm.